Hey friends, and welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a photographer and educator on a mission to help you find your passion, power, and purpose through entrepreneurship. So let's jump right into today's episode because this girl means business. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 101 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Today, we're talking all about social media strategy, and I'm about to say something you're probably going to hear a lot in the next few months, and that's that today's guest and I met on Clubhouse. In fact, I think it's pretty safe to say that we are Clubhouse besties. Katie Brinkley and I both signed up for Clubhouse around the same time, and we found that we were in similar rooms pretty often. We connected through Instagram DMs and have become really good friends ever since, fully supporting and cheering each other on in every step of our business. We've learned so much about each other, and it's kind of scary how similar we are living identical lives in different cities. It's also a testament to how powerful this Clubhouse app is. Now, if you're not familiar with Clubhouse, let me explain a little bit about how it works. It's a new social media platform that is completely audio-based. So it's kind of like if podcasting and call-in radio shows had a baby, it would be Clubhouse. People go in there and they create rooms around different topics where you can go in and listen to experts have conversations, share value, offer insights. You can also ask to speak and be part of the conversation. So it's less about just being an active listener. You can also participate in the conversations. It's a really, really amazing connecting tool. Because I've made so many powerful connections through that app that I never would have found otherwise. In fact, a lot of the guests you're going to hear on the show in the next coming months are all people I've met through Clubhouse. Now, if this is the first time you're hearing about Clubhouse, don't feel bad. It is really, really new. In fact, it's still pretty much in beta mode, which means that they have not fully released it to the public. So it's by invite only. And it's currently only for iPhone users. So if you have an Android, unfortunately, they do have somebody on their team working to get that out currently for the the Android version. But right now it's iPhone only. So if you are having Clubhouse FOMO, feel free to reach out. If I have invites still available, I'd be happy to share them with anyone that wants them. If you're already on Clubhouse and you're just not really sure how to use it or you haven't really gotten into it yet, Katie, our guest today, has an amazing Clubhouse guide that you can go grab. She'll share that in the show notes and in our conversation today. Also, please feel free to come find us both on Clubhouse, Katie Brinkley, Kendra Swalls, and we will be hosting Clubhouse rooms together, so make sure to keep an eye out for those. Now, my guest today, Katie Brinkley, is the owner, social media strategist, and coach at Next Step Social Communications, which is a social media agency based out of Littleton, Colorado. She's been helping small businesses, real estate agents, construction companies, and home builders with their social media for over 15 years. She started out back in the days of MySpace, guys. She specializes in coaching entrepreneurs on social media and how they can be an incredible tool to find new leads, build a community, grow sales, and bring the social back into social media. This girl knows what she's talking about. She's been doing it forever, and she is definitely an expert in this field. Today, we're going to talk about which social media platforms you need to be focusing on, common mistakes that you see people doing on social media, and how to be social to get the most out of your social media accounts. So I cannot wait for y'all to listen. This has been one of my favorite conversations. I absolutely adore Katie, and I cannot wait for you all to meet her, and I know you're going to fall in love with her as well. 
All right, guys, I am here with Katie Brinkley. We're talking about social media today. Katie, how are you? Good. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am so excited that you're here. And as I've probably mentioned in the intro, we met on Clubhouse. So of all things, we met on a social media platform. And now we're going to be talking about social media today. So I am, it kind of comes full circle. I'm super excited. Yeah. And you know what? I, we've, we've had the chance to spend a lot, of, a lot of time on Clubhouse together. So I feel like this is a conversation between two old friends. I know. I know. I love it. That's one of the greatness of, of Clubhouse and social media in general, I think has been great for connecting people. But I think this platform in particular has been like the booster of all like connectors. It's been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right there with you. Okay. So let's start off. I want you to share with us um, in my audience who may not know a lot about you yet. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do and kind of your journey into entrepreneurship. Oh, man. Yeah. So I am a social media strategist. And a lot of times I, I say that my mom, my mom included, they, they say, people say, well, what is that? You, do you build websites? That, that's my mom right there. Um, but <laughs> a social media strategist is I kind of develop the whole strategy behind what goes into your social media. So um, not just posting a, a random picture of uh, your dog. Um, how, that's fine. But how is that going to tie into your ads and into your LinkedIn strategy and to how you are posting on um all of the social media channels. So I help uh, people develop the whole strategy behind their social media. I've been playing and, and doing social media for businesses since the days of MySpace. So I started, um, I say playing, playing around with, with MySpace back when I was in college. And um, I didn't realize, I, I mean, this was you know over 15 years ago, not to date myself too much, but um, this was like 15 years ago. And social media isn't the behemoth that it is today. And when when I was in college, I wanted to be um, a sports reporter for radio. So I worked at the college radio station. And one of the, the jobs at the radio station was to get uh, bands and musicians to send you their music for free because, you know, it's a college radio station. Um, you, you can't pay royalty fees or anything like that. So um, we we would have to just send emails or handwritten letters to all these different record labels and, and bands to try and get them to send us their music. Well, this was right when MySpace was really kind of taking off. Um, Facebook was was around, but it it was only for colleges and universities. I don't know if you remember those days where um, you had to have an actual like .edu email address in order to have access. Oh to yeah, Facebook. yeah. And well, and the thing is, so I went to a Division two college. I played softball in college and. Um, for some reason, Facebook didn't think my little Division II college was worthy of being on Facebook. So I couldn't be on it. So I, I was all in on MySpace. And um, I, I saw kind of quickly how what a great tool MySpace was just for connecting with people um, quickly. And I was able to connect with a lot of bands. Um, I was really into the punk scene back in college, and I was able to connect with a lot of bands um, and get them to send us their music for free and kind of build relationships with them through MySpace. So I helped bands like uh, Yellow Card and Fall Out Boy and um, Thrice, some of those bands that um, if you aren't familiar with the punk scene, you've probably heard about today, but I would help them kind of get started onto some of the airwaves because um, I was able to get them on our, our air and I was like, you know, if, if you want to give me tickets to your show next time you're in Denver, I'm, 
I'd be happy to help you get your, your music on more radio stations. And so it, it worked out great for both of us. Um, and yeah, so that's, that was 15 years ago. And I never really stopped with, with social media. Um, I did have a, I, I got my, my dream job out of college. I was a sports reporter for the radio station here in Denver. And, um, but I never really stopped doing social media. I was always kind of just doing it on the side. And uh, then Life takes you down uh, weird, uh, unexpected journeys, and I ended up being a uh, marketing manager for the television station for the Rockies here in Denver, and I handled all of their social media and script writing and media buys, and uh, when with, with there, when there was a merger, and um, my position across every division was eliminated, so the department, the marketing department went from four people down to one. And I was laid off and I was devastated. And so I was kind of like, man, what am I going to do now? And I, I was like, well, I guess I could just do social media freelancing for a little bit until I'm able to find my next corporate job. But soon I was making more money, working less hours and having a lot more fun just, just doing social media and, help, and helping all these small businesses and entrepreneurs grow online and grow their sales and, and grow their businesses. And I, I loved it. And I, I have not looked back. I've been uh, doing social media strategy and, and uh, I now teach small businesses and entrepreneurs how to uh, do social media so that they can maximize their, their exposure and build a community online. Uh, I've been doing it for over four years now and I can't imagine doing anything else. That's so fun. So funny story. My husband and I met on MySpace, <laughs> which I always told him, like, we're the OGs of online dating. So back then I was teaching full time and I was like, I don't know how to meet people. I was recently out of a relationship I had been with since I was 19 and someone was like, go on MySpace. And so I was like, okay, well, I had, you know, free time over different breaks and stuff. And I like went down a rabbit hole one day and that's how we met. So it's true. It's pretty funny. Before the days of Tinder and Match and eHarmony, it was my Oh space. my gosh. I'm so glad I don't have to deal with all that now. It's, oh, that'd be miserable in my opinion. Um, but I love it. And I think, you know, social media is such a huge part of businesses and small businesses. And, you know, that's like the first step people take when they start a business is they get on social media because it's social proof. It, you know, it's, it's free for the most part. And it's an easy way to kind of reach people that outside of just your, your central zone, you know, used to, you'd have to go get like in the phone book and you take out ads and now it's, there's so much more accessibility, but that also brings on a lot of questions, a lot of, um, strategy. Like you mentioned, there's a lot that goes into it. That's more than just posting. So I kind of want to start at the beginning of like, what is the sort of the most basic advice you would give to somebody who is like brand new to business, brand new to starting a social media account, or who's maybe trying to like revive their social media um, and they don't really know where to start. So where would you say is a good starting point? Figure out where your ideal customer and client is. How old is your client? How old are they? Are they male or female? Uh, where, what is your ideal client? Because that changes what social media platform you should go all in on. I think that one of the biggest mistakes I see is that people try to be on every single social media platform known to mankind. And um, that can get overwhelming. People can get discouraged. 
And when you're trying to talk to everybody, um, you're, you're, you're just going to end up being white noise. So I think that when you're just starting out, start where you think your ideal client and customer is and go all in on it and be awesome on that platform, um, giving them value and uh, just trying to be really, really clear. And from there, after you've started gaining confidence, then you can add in another and another and another if you have time. Um, I think that that is one of the things that people get discouraged on is because they're trying to post to all these different social channels and they're just copying and pasting um, the same exact content onto each and every one. And while that can be okay, um, give people a reason to follow you on each channel. Um, so I think that someone that's just getting started, figure out where your ideal client and customer is, and then develop a consistent strategy behind your posting. If you if you if you are a business or a creator account on Instagram um, or on Facebook, if you have a Facebook business page, you can see so many insights by having your account set up as a business. Um, you can see what you know, how old your uh, audience is. Are they male or female? Where do they live? Are they all in the United States or, or you know, in what city are, or what state are they in? Are they all in uh, Denver or are they in Denver? And then your number two city is LA or something like, okay, well, that's interesting. Um, you can get so many insights from the people that are following you that it's, it's one of those things where you can just really uh, tailor your, your content and, and your messaging exactly for your audience. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing that a lot of people just try to be on everything and posting a ton when posting three to four times a week, but just making sure that you're posting when your, your audience is on and that you're speaking directly to them. That's what's really going to help you. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I know for me, like when I first started, you know, I started off with a photography business and Instagram was not really a thing at the time. And I think it was like pretty new when I first started my, but like Facebook was where everybody was. And so everybody started, it was like Facebook, Facebook, and then it was create a Facebook group. And then it was, you know, all these different things. And then Instagram came along and Twitter and TikTok. And, um, I don't know all the other ones that are out there, but and LinkedIn things. like that. And I remember thinking like, okay, one, like my brain does not work well when I go in five different directions. And so I just kind of naturally was like, and I was like, I'm too old for all this. So I was like, I just need to pick a lane and stick with a lane. And I went with like Facebook and Instagram, but even now I'm realizing, and especially since I've kind of transitioned over into, um, you know, like the business education and the podcasting and things like that, that Instagram is more my lane. And I remember for a while trying to sort of make myself use Facebook more and I was like, I should start a Facebook group because that's what everybody's doing. And it just didn't, it wasn't fun for me. I didn't enjoy it. I didn't feel like my audience connected with me there the way they were on Instagram. And so I was trying to fit, you know, that square peg into a round hole. And I finally was like, forget it. I, I, I've got a limited amount of time every day that I can focus on my work and I need to make sure I'm being really efficient. And so I think that's super smart, like, like picking your your lane and going with that and like making sure that you're all in in one place and that it's the right place for your business is like genius. That's probably one thing I would go back and tell myself in the earlier days. Well, and that's the thing is like, it get, it can get overwhelming. Not everybody wants to be like me and make a career out of posting stuff on social media. I mean, that's, that's not why they decided to be an entrepreneur uh, unless you're someone like me, but I mean, it's, it's just one more thing that you're having to kind of worry about. 
if you know that your audience is, you know, 35 year old women, um, and you, you are a home organizer, you need to be spending a lot of time on Instagram because that's where that's a big demographic, you know? And whereas if, if you're, um, I don't know, uh, a man, um, in their, in your 45 to fifties, uh, and you're trying to sell, uh, mortgage or, or real estate, maybe, you know, you're, that, that's where if you want to have a lot of uh, male followers and, and stuff like that, that Twitter would be a great spot for you. So, I mean, think about who your demographic is and make the content specifically for them. And you're not going to be worrying about having to, you know, post on social media all day, every day. Like that's, it's not as stressful and you get this, you'll get discouraged and get wiped out and, and then end up not doing anything at all. And consistency is so important, especially when you're just getting started. So if I think that um, biggest, yeah, like I said, biggest advice would be just to to go all in on one. And then as you start to feel more comfortable, then you can start adding more social media platforms if you want to. Well, I think it also helps to ask your audience. I mean, like not your audience, your actual clients. So if you, like for me, I think back to my photography business and I started asking in my like contact form. How did you find me? And I really started paying attention to that. And like nowadays I would say 80 to 85% of my clients find me through Google, not through Facebook or Instagram. Now they may go to my Facebook or my Instagram for, you know, social proof or to see portfolios, all that kind of stuff, but they find me through Google. So I don't want to spend so much time devoted to my social media. I mean, it needs to be an important part of it, but if your audience is telling you that they're finding you on Instagram, put all your energy on Instagram. If they tell you that they're finding you because their friend added them to a Facebook group that you run, then that's where you need to put your energy. But also like, don't be afraid to ask your clients. I mean, I had a, a, a photography client just the other day and I was like, Hey, so tell me like, you know, what made you pick me? How did you find me? And she did. She said, I found you on Google but then I went and looked at your Instagram and I loved all your content. I'd done a post recently just about like confidence and um, like just not having, not waiting till you're absolutely ready to book a session, to do the session and that kind of thing. And she was like, it was like the push I needed to be like, this is the person I want to hire. So I think that, you know, don't be afraid if you're working with somebody already to ask them those questions, they're going to be more than happy to tell you where they found you, what they liked, what they didn't like. You know, if there's something they resonated with or didn't resonate with, they're going to let you know. And that's a huge piece of advice you can, or piece of, you know, information you can run with. Yeah. I I think that it's interesting too. Like people aren't going to be offended by you saying, so tell me how you found (laughs) me. I mean, I I think that there's, that is a lot of uh, people are afraid to ask that. And I think that it's, it's silly because I'm not afraid to, yeah, I I Googled you. And then I went and saw your Instagram. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's the person I, I, you know, I saw, I liked their website. I liked their Instagram. Let's go ahead and hire her. And I don't think that anyone would be offended by you asking them, how, how did you find me? So um, that is one tip that I, I totally agree with you. Just make sure you ask people how they connected with you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, 
but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that someone is like, okay, I'm all in on social media. Let's just kind of go with Instagram. Cause that's, that's what I love. And that's what I'm comfortable with. So let's say someone's like, okay, I'm all in on Instagram. That's where I focus my business. But what do I do? Like you mentioned in the beginning, like, don't just post a picture of your dog. It needs to, you know, add value or do something connect with your business. So what kind of content should people be putting out on social media? So I like that you chose Instagram for us to, to just focus in on because otherwise it would be way too overwhelming to try and explain strategies for each of them. So if you think about Instagram, um, it's there's five different ways that you can post on it. There's the grid um, or the feed. There is Instagram stories. There are Instagram reels. There's IGTV. And then there is IG live. So Instagram live. So there's five different ways for you to connect with your audience just on Instagram. And if you want to be successful on Instagram, you are going to need to show up in all of those different uh, avenues at s- some way um, throughout the month. What, so if, you, if you're not familiar with, with what an IG story is, that's like a, a, it's a 24-hour, 15-second video or a question sticker or something that you can publish. Sometimes people aren't even going into the feed anymore. They're only hanging out in Instagram stories. So you need to make sure that you are optimizing that feature because it is a great way for you to show up authentically um, with your followers and with your audience. The feed is great. I like to consider the feed as kind of like your your gallery where you can showcase the best of the best and um, kind of consider it like a little mini website. I mean, like you said, Andrew, it, one of the ways that your, your client found you was because she saw your website and then she went to your Instagram feed. So it was kind of a compliment for, for what you do and kind of showcasing your gallery of this is who I serve and this is the proof and this is what I offer. So, I mean, having your, your Instagram feed and, and grid just kind of be that showcase um, is a fantastic strategy to, to just show your best of the best. I, I know that some people uh, follow Gary Vanderchuk and he says to post like, I think nine to 12 posts a day, which that's ridiculous. I don't have a team of 20. Yeah. I don't have a team of 20. Um, and I'm sure that a lot of small businesses do not have a team of 20 to try and repurpose one piece of content, 20 different ways every day. But I think that if you just show up three to four times a week and provide value in your feed, showcasing what you do and who you serve, that is going to resonate and help you build your audience. So think of the, the feed that way. Think of stories as just kind of a way for you to showcase you and what makes you different and what makes you unique, because that is how your audience is going to build that trust factor. They're going to learn how to know, like, and trust you through your stories because they're going to see you showing up authentically. And then there's the new reels, um, which Kendra, you're, you're killing it with, with reels. I love your reels. They make me, they make me laugh. Um, 
but that's the thing is reels. That's the TikTok um, kind of copycat. And if you're not optimizing reels right now, you need to start. Um, they're 15 to 30 second videos, short form video, and you can talk in them. You can dance. You can point. You can be silly. You can be serious. Um, but they are getting 45 times the reach right now that any of your other posts are. Um, so if you're not utilizing reels in some aspect, you need to start, um, work it into your social media strategy to do one reel a week because, or more if you can. Um, but it's, you need to start thinking about ways to use reels. Um, and then there's IGTV and IG live. So Instagram live is basically what, what I, what it sounds like. You go live on Instagram and you can invite another person, um, that you follow to join you and you can have like a live, a live video. Um, and then there's, there's IGTV where you can upload longer form video, anything longer than uh, 60 seconds can be uploaded to IGTV and you can have subtitles in it. And this is a great way to just kind of showcase, um, like if you have a, I don't know, like a, if you're a real estate agent and you want to show like a, a full Matterport tour of a property or a, you know, a longer video tour, that's a great way to showcase long form video. Okay. So while you were talking, I was pulling up my Instagram because I wanted to kind of like real time explain, you mentioned like the reels and like how valuable that's been. Cause I've been heard it explained in a way that's like reels is how people can find you. Cause you're going to get a much broader reach. Like it's not just going to be to the people that follow you. It's going to kind of go out to the masses. And then stories is more like connecting with the people that already follow you just like kind of your feet. I mean, they can still find you if you use hashtags and locations on that kind of stuff. But I think reels are being pushed out to more of like the broader audience or, you know, the people who don't follow you already than any of your other content. So I was going in to look and see. So my last post that I put out on Instagram, it had 278 views. And then the last reel I posted, which was less than 24 hours ago, because that Post the post to my feed I put out on Friday. Today's Monday. It's had 200 and what did I say? 78. The last reel I did was just less than 24 hours ago. And as of right now, it has 458 views. So almost double the views. Um, it's got more likes and comments than my normal posts. So, and I'm in like some of my reels that I've done in the past have upwards of like four to five thousand views um, over time. So like it's And in fact, I did a reel about when you realize that how valuable reels really are. (laughs) And so I was like, it, it is, it's one of those things I was reluctant in my own business to do. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've avoided TikTok. It's just, if I didn't understand it at first, like what's the purpose. And once I started consuming them and realizing like you can use it to be fun and creative, but you can also use it to give value and to connect with your ideal client. You know, like my ideal client are particularly moms running a business. So if I can talk about mom life stuff, then, you know, like my most watched reel is the one about like reality of working from home versus like the Instagram expectation of working from home. And that really resonates with people. And it's gotten me more follows and comments and engagement. And so just jumping on that bandwagon, you know, I think it's been really beneficial. So I would say whatever platform you go all, all in on, don't be afraid to try all the different features that it offers, because you're right. Like, all of those work together in different ways. They all have different functionality to them. Um, like I haven't utilized like the IGTV and the IG lives as much. I want to start looking into that a little bit more, but 
but those are going to have a different functionality than like my feed post and my stories and my reels. So um, it's interesting to see, but I think that's the other value of going all in on just one or two platforms is that you can really learn about it and utilize all the pieces of it. I think that's so, so important. And then the other thing you said was like the quality over quantity thing too, I think is good too. Like when you're content, make it quality as opposed to like just putting out five, you know, random things of information. You, if you put out three that are really value packed, that's going to be worth so much more. Well, and I think too, you know, that if you just do three and let's say you have a great graphic that you've created in, in Canva or something, um, or a picture that you of you and your family or whatever, you know, depending on how it resonates with your business. If you try and do more authentic um, and, and that showcased you and your business, more authentic posts, instead of just stock imagery all the time, that's what's really going to help you grow. I mean, like stock imagery and quotes are only going to get you so far. It's, it's you showing up. I mean, that, that's one of the things about social media that I think a lot of businesses, I mean, I mis- misunderstand is, is that they think that, okay, well, I have to post a lot and I'm going to post this, this, and this, and then this picture of, um, you know, of, of stock image of a chiropractor, you know, doing, working on someone's back. It's like, well, no, you need, if you're a chiropractor, you need to be the one in the picture because then people are going to be like, oh, okay. So he's the guy that would be helping me when I'm, uh, you know, when my back hurts. So I think that just being used, getting used to the idea that you are the business, you are the brand. And if there's going to be people out there that don't like you and just, you know, it's just like real life, but you're going, you are going to find your tribe and your people when you continue to show up. And whether it's through stories or through reels and um, through your, your grid, just as long as you show up authentically, that's what's really going to help you grow. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. And then there's the community, where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. 
Yes. I love that. And I started implementing the idea of like putting myself on my feed, you know, for a long time, I was the person who was like stock photos because I don't want to put my face out there. Like I'll put my face in the stories, but I was not comfortable putting on the feed just because, you know, insecurities and like, I don't know, all the things that we as females and business owners are nervous about. But in the last couple of weeks, since putting myself out there, like I've seen a huge bump in, you know, people engaging with my content because now they feel like they're engaging with a person. And when someone's scrolling, I mean, you think about too, like when you scroll through your Instagram feed, what are the images and the content pieces that you stop and look at? Because if you're not stopping at those pretty stock photos and you're not stopping at the, the nice little quote, you know, or saving it or sharing it, then, then don't do that. But if you're stopping on the ones that are like pictures of someone in their field or somebody, you know, being real about what they enjoy hiking on the weekends with their kids or whatever, then that's the stuff you need to share as well, because that's what you, I mean, utilize your own insights on, on your behaviors on social media to impact your social media content creation. So my next question would be, okay, we've kind of talked about like what people should be doing. Is there anything that people either shouldn't be doing or like things you see people doing that they should maybe like not focus on, like some mistakes that people are making? Well, we kind of touched on it earlier was, was trying to be on all of the social media channels. Um, Cause when, then, like I said, you're just going to end up being white noise, but that that's probably the biggest mistake. But I think another consistent mistake that I see is, is not actually being social on social media. So, I mean, it's social media is called social media for a reason. And if you are just out there and you're posting um, all about yourself and what you sell, that's kind of like being stuck at the dinner party with your, you know, neighbor's uncle who, you know, corners you and just won't stop trying to sell you car insurance or whatever all night. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, you have to think about like, okay, well, if you're at a dinner dinner party, you're not just going to walk up to a stranger and start trying to sell to them, you know, that you'd be the annoying guy in the room if that happened. How do you typically start on social media? It's by having an engaging conversation, getting to know each other, telling them about what you serve, but also listening to them and hearing about what they like and trying to match what they are looking for. So, I mean, I think that that's one of the things that a lot of people do wrong is they are just constantly selling on their social media. And that's great if you have a sale or it's great if you are trying to um, fill some spots in a coaching program or whatever. But I think that if you also try and push out value and teach people about different aspects of what you know, people are going to really value that. Um, and they're, they're going to come back to you and, and appreciate that. I think also too, people will post something and be like, all right, done. I posted, you know, the picture with the caption and the hashtags. I did it. I'm done. But that's, that's only part of the, the battle of being on social media, especially Instagram. Um, if you want to do better on these social media channels, you actually have to be on them engaging with other people, commenting on their posts, liking them, sharing them, um, and building relationships, following people. So I think that, you know, you can't just post something and then walk away. You do need to stick around and actually engage on the platform because if you do that, that will help you in the algorithm and help more people of your, of your followers and people with, with, with the hashtags that you've used um, see your content. Again, I, I think that um, it's, a, it's a problem that a lot of people that are unfamiliar with social media have is that they, especially in the real estate market, um, which is the 
typical um, kind of clients that I work with is they'll post a lot of like just listed, pending, just sold, and then that's it. And then they don't engage on anybody else's stuff. And they're like, oh yeah, well, social media doesn't work for me. Well, I mean, are you going through and learning about the people that are in your community and and liking their posts and commenting on them? Because why is someone going to like yours if you never comment on theirs? So the more you try to establish a little community on these social media platforms, the more you will see growth. Oh my gosh. I want to be like, amen. I love it. It's so good. Yes. I love it. Like the, the don't post and go, I think, and I, so I use a scheduler for mine. I use later, but one of the things I make sure is that when I get that little notification that pops up on my phone that says like your post has been published or sometimes I have it like, just tell me I need to go in and publish it manually, especially if it's like a carousel thing, but I will make sure that within the next five to 10 minutes, I try to go in and respond to anybody's comments if they make comments or if even go in and like, look who's liked it and then go like some of their posts or comment on their, their things. Because again, think about like, what would you appreciate? I mean, if you think about like the people you follow, if you were to leave a comment and they were to comment back to you, how would that make you feel? Like that makes you feel great. Like there are other people who are in my opinion, like way above where I am in business, but I go comment on their things. And when they write, when they comment back or they like it or whatever, I'm like, or even if it's just a simple, like, thanks, or if they actually give me a response, I'm like, oh my gosh, they took the time to talk to me. <laughs> and so be that to the people following you as well. I think that's such good advice. Definitely. Well, and okay, I think so, too, oh, oh, just one more quick ch- comment on that. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, with the commenting, that is, you know, that's one of the better, best things for the Instagram algorithm. Um, so saving is, is tops. If people save your posts, that's what boosts you in the algorithm the most. But um, commenting is number two. And so what I do is I try and spend like half an hour every day, which I like, again, I don't expect everybody to do this, but I have seen great results by doing it is spending a half an hour every day commenting on posts um, for people that are in my my avatar, my ideal client avatar. I spend half an hour commenting on their posts and, you know, it can be something simple like, Hey, yay, congratulations on, on selling that house. You know, just something simple because by me doing that, I'm helping them in the algorithm. I'm helping more people see their post, but two, I'm, it's creating a new connection. You know, that person might come to my page and I'll be like, Oh, who's, who's Katie Brinkley and come to my page and be like, Oh, wow. She's a social media person for realtors. I want to follow her because she does great tips. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, it, and it's, it's a great way to help someone else, but you never know who it could be that follows you back and then wants to potentially do business with you later. Yes. And I think you, know, you mentioned like the 30 minutes that doesn't have to be this great big thing. Like it, you can do it sitting in car line waiting to pick up your kids, you know, or like I, the other night, my daughter had like an hour and a half long basketball practice. Well, I can only watch, I mean, I love watching my kids play basketball. Don't get me wrong, but I can only watch them run drills for so long before I'm like, oh my gosh, pick up my phone. And then I just go through whenever I have, you know, it doesn't have to be like, okay, from 10 to 1030 every morning, it's fitted in 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there, you know, don't make it overwhelming. But yeah, I think that that's, I, I started doing that a long time ago and I, I kind of have slacked off on it. I need to pick up on it some more, but just making sure that like, yeah, you're being social and the DMS is another one too. Like, don't be afraid to send DMS and like say, Hey, love this content or whatever, you know, wherever you found them or whatever. It's always people like that. They want to feel connected to you. 
Well, and I think too, you said, you know, that you use a scheduler. And so when you use a scheduler, that is what will allow you to be like, okay, I have 30 minutes now that I just am going to engage every day because you've set aside the time to build out your content for the week or the month or, or whatever. And it's done. That, that The hard part's done. Now is the fun part where you can just be social and enjoy the feed for all that it can be um, and comment on people's posts because you know that your posts are done. They're ready to go. They're going to go out automatically or you're going to you know publish them manually at a certain time because you're going to get that little notification and you're going to feel like you've gotten so much of your life back because you're not trying to panic on the fly and be like, okay, it's time to sit down and post something to social media. What am I going to say? And then now I have to spend 30 minutes engaging. Oh my gosh. Okay. So now I have to move this meeting. I mean, Using a scheduler is so important um, because it will allow you that time to just, like we've been speaking about, just be social on it and engage. Yes. Oh my gosh. So great. All of your information has been so, so helpful. Thank you so much for taking time to do this. So tell everybody where they can find you, how they can get a hold of you, if there's anything you want to throw out there for them to go check out on your website or your social media, all the things. How do we find you? Awesome. Yeah. So I am on lots of the social media channels. Um, LinkedIn, I'm on at Katie Brinkley. You can find me on Instagram at next.step.social. And I'm on Clubhouse. Um, you can find me uh, at Katie Brinkley on Clubhouse. I, I try and host one room a day, um, but I'm always kind of popping up into to different rooms. And uh, yeah, Clubhouse has kind of been my jam. I actually do have a free guide for people that are uh, trying to learn more about Clubhouse. If you're if you're new to the platform or if you are waiting for your invite, if you're an Android user or you're still a, an iPhone user that has not gotten an invite yet, um, I have a free guide and it is available at katiebrinkley.com slash guide. And yeah, you can check it out there. Oh, that's perfect. I'll add that to the show notes. So we make sure we have a quick link where people can go and download that. So Thank you, Katie, for joining us today. I appreciate it so much. And um, yeah, I'll see you around Clubhouse and Instagram and we'll just stalk each other all over the place. Sounds good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you again to Katie for taking time to chat with us today. We had such a fun conversation. And I know that a lot of you have said that social media is a topic that you want to know more about. You want to hear more episodes on. So don't worry, I've got a lot more social media tips and tricks coming for y'all in the future. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you get notified when new episodes go live each Wednesday. And if you are on Clubhouse, make sure you are following Katie and I and that you hop into our rooms when we have rooms together or separately. We are on there quite a bit. I know Katie especially. So make sure you give us both a follow. If you want to learn more about Clubhouse, she has her Clubhouse guide, or you can send either one of us a DM and we'd be happy to chat with you and share invites if we have them. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's episode. I hope you have a wonderful week. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place.